This is B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a nationally recognized leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Hello and welcome to B2B Radio. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome. So um, we are going to talk about a topic today that um, is near and dear to every small business owner's heart, and that is cash flow. And as a matter of fact, we're going to do uh, several shows on cash flow um, over, and we'll spread those out a bit. But um, we're going to talk about there's so many different ways to improve cash flow, and I want to sort of break those down into you know four or five different sort of segments, and literally we'll have four or five different shows on this as we sort of delve into each one of these uh, individually uh, sort of subtopics under how to improve your cash flow. So before we get into today, so today we're going to talk about some operational changes you can make to improve your cash flow. Um, And so before we get into some of the nitty gritty, I want to talk a little bit about cash flow in general and uh, as sort of an introduction. So I know it's it's sort of a sexy term. A lot of people throw it around. But honestly, what I've found is not everyone really knows what cash flow means. And so I think a lot of times there's confusion between uh, what cash flow is compared to uh, profits in your business. I think a lot of people think of that synonymously, and that's um, not a problem. Um, it, you know, if you're not a business person or whatever, it's it's probably something you haven't really, you know, been, been talked to about or maybe you don't quite understand. But um it's it's a big obstacle, right? Uh, cash flow and cash flow. Sort of the difference uh, the difference between profit and cash. Let's talk about that. Uh, profits are basically what shows up on the bottom line um, of your income statement. So obviously, it's your revenue minus your expenses. Oversimplifying, obviously, but it's that cash flow more so um, focuses on the timing of when your company gets paid and when you pay someone else. Um, and so there's a big difference there. It's important to understand that that the, the the difference between the two. So you could be making a profit, but still have negative cash flow. And so uh, I guess the best example I can give of that, I know a lot of people are probably scratching their heads right now and saying that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. So let me explain that a little bit further. Um, regardless of the amount of profit you make, if if you get money in the door, if it's less than what you have spent then you're eating into your cash reserves. So in the long long run, obviously, that's going to negatively impact your ability to pay your bills. And again, we're getting into that timing thing. So let me give you three examples of when profits won't necessarily equal your cash. And one of those is, let's say you made an investment. Um, you bought inventory. Let's say you, you sell widgets and you bought a bunch of inventory and you spent $10,000 on that. Well, you paid for it right now. You're not going to actually get paid from customers or clients down the road until you turn that inventory into a widget. So you've laid the money out. That's negative. Obviously, you spent cash, so you're, in this example, negative $10,000. And you're not going to receive any money for that for, again, depending on the life cycle of your product and and, and uh, how long it takes to sort of bring it to market and sell it, and et cetera. So let's say it takes three months. So it'll take you three months to get that $10,000 back. And then, obviously, hopefully a, a margin on that. But that is an example of where your profits won't equal your cash. Um, let's say you paid for things um, before you got paid. 
So materials, uh, let's say you have a remodeling business and you have materials that you're paying for um, up front in, in, for a business, uh, for a, a customer, and they haven't paid you yet. Um, that's another example where you'd be laying out the cash up front and you would not receive that cash for a while. So you can understand how that would um, negatively impact your cash flow. Um, and then the other piece of, of it, another example, I guess, is where they would not equal is when you did the work, but you haven't been paid yet. So it's on your on your books as accounts receivable. So on your income statement, it's going to appear as though, um, you know, you, if you're accruing that, you've made that money, but you haven't actually received the cash yet. In the meantime, if you haven't been paid, you're paying payroll, you're paying for materials, et cetera. So you would be in a negative cash flow position, potentially, potentially. Um, but that's, I want to make sure we understand, understand the difference between the two because there's definitely a, a big difference. And I think if you understand the basics of that, that'll help with a lot of the tips I'm going to give you and some of the insight and guidance I'll give you um, around all of this. If you don't understand that, it might be a little more difficult to understand um, some of the tips. So the biggest thing is for, with cash flow, I, I could sum it up in one or two sentences, and that's if you can shrink the time between when you have to pay someone and when you get paid, that is going to materially impact your cash flow. And again, we're going to get into over this you know, series of uh, several shows, we'll get into a lot of different ways to do that. So let's dive in. So today we're going to, again, talk about operational changes you can make that will help you improve your cash flow. And so uh, these are some of these are pretty specific things. So first of all, I would mention you uh, uh, payroll. So uh, with small businesses, um, a lot of, especially if you're in a service business, payroll is typically your largest expense. So it, it could be up to 70 or 80%, depending exactly, you know, exactly what your business is and precisely how you operate. Now, if you, you know, you're manufacturing, you produce widgets, et cetera, probably not, but it can be that much. So you can imagine if you can impact 70 or 80% of your expenses in a positive way, um, it's going to have a huge impact on your, a positive impact on your cash flow. So um, on payroll, I'll give you two tips on how to, how to do that. So one is, and this one's a little trickier, but is instituting a two week delay on your payroll start. And what I mean by that is it's, uh, you're essentially, um, you're trying to, again, impact the timing of this. So you basically have a two week lag. Now, when you first implement this, your existing employees are not going to be happy. Um, and so you're going to have to work through that. Um, and it could be a detriment and maybe it's something you can't actually do. If you have a lot of employees and you don't want to, you know, they may be living paycheck to paycheck and then you might not be able to institute this, or you may have to come up with a, a gradual, um, uh, conversion into this. But once you have it set up and it's running, it really only impacts new employees. Um, and it allows you enough time to invoice and get paid, um, hopefully, uh, before you have to actually um, process payroll and, and pay for that. And it gives you more time to process payroll, so you hopefully reduce your errors and things like that. Um, so that is, is one way. And I think it's it's fairly typical when you start a new job that you wouldn't get paid right away, right? So that two-week delay is, I think, for new employees, is is, is fairly easy to start. Um, it's it's the existing pl- employees where it becomes a little bit of a challenge. Um, the other piece uh, on payroll is, and this is, is is a little bit easier, and again, there's a little bit of an adjustment up front for existing employees, but using instead of if you if you pay have payroll biweekly, so you pay every pay everyone every two weeks, 
go to semi-monthly instead. So pay on the 15th and the last day of the month. Um, that will have a big impact because uh, if you do bi-weekly payroll, there, is, there are going to be um, a couple of months a year, typically two months a year, where you're going to have three payrolls in one month. So you can imagine if payroll is 70 or 80% of your expenses, how much of an impact that's going to be when you have to absorb three of those in a given month as opposed to just two. Um, and, and this allows you to have a smooths out your expenses. Um, and frankly, it's going to help your employees in the long run because they know they're going to get paid twice a month, not sometimes two, not sometimes, you know, it's, it's, and, and they know exactly when it's going to be. So it makes it a little bit easier for them. So that's two ways you can make operational changes from the payroll perspective to improve your cash flow. And we are up against the break here. So come back for the next segment. We'll continue talking through some various operational changes you can make to improve your cash flow. Are you tired of the recruiting and hiring merry-go-round? There simply aren't enough trained diesel mechanics in Columbus. And guess what? It's only going to get worse. I'm Tim Spurlock, president of American Diesel Training Centers. In short, we find, vet, train, and place quality entry-level techs through an intensive 12-week hands-on experience. We've partnered with some of the best transportation companies in Columbus. We'd like to partner with you. Find out more at AmericanDieselCBus.com. That's AmericanDieselCBus.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to MrBiz at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And today we are talking about cash flow and operational changes you can make to improve your cash flow. Before we get back into those uh, tips, it's time for the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. Speaking of tips, and this week's tip is... Take the time to analyze your competition. To be successful in the long run, you will need to study and learn from your competition. And that applies in several different ways. Uh, some things are you can you may be studying your competition and saying, gosh, I'm glad they're doing it that way because it's not the right way. Um, and, and on the flip side, there may be some things that they're looking at a little more innovatively than you. You may be able to learn from them and maybe they're picking up uh, some market share on you in, in your particular um, area. And you want to keep an eye on that. Uh, and if someone is, if you notice that one particular business is growing uh, substantially, um, find out why, right? What are they doing differently? What are they doing now that is creating that uh, that gap and, and they're gaining market share? Um, have they increased their marketing? Um, and if so, how have they create, uh, increased their marketing? Are they, is it they doing digital? Or are they doing radio, TV, et cetera? So you, again, you can learn from that and determine if that's something that you want to get into to keep up with the competition or do you, you know, we can make a, 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 an educated decision on that. So uh, obviously a very important piece there. Um, want to mention as well, um, you can obviously, you're probably listening to this on MrBizSolutions.com, but you can also follow our business on our Facebook page, which is MrBizSolutions. Um, you can follow me on Twitter um, at MrBizTweets. 
And on LinkedIn, I'm at Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth. So don't hesitate to go out there and follow us and keep an eye on what's going on. Now, let's get back into some of these operational changes. So during the first segment, we talked about um, payroll and a couple of changes you can make there um, to quickly positively impact your uh, cash flow. So the second piece I want to mention is it deals with credit cards. Uh, so two pieces to that. Number one is um, I would I strongly advise any client I have to get a corporate card or a business credit card. And if you have multiple people, depending on the size of your company, um, doesn't matter how small or how, how big your company is, even if you have like one person who has a credit card, use that credit card for all business-related expense. Now, don't go crazy and spend a bunch of money, right? You have to keep an eye on that. I don't want you to carry a balance. I want you to be able to pay that card off every month because credit card balances typically are much more expensive than if you if you needed the money and you're running short, getting a loan or having a line of credit is typically much cheaper than running a balance on a credit card. So I'm not suggesting that. So you got to keep an eye on that. But having a corporate card does a ton of different things, has a ton of different benefits, one of which is um, most credit card companies, almost all of them nowadays, especially on the business side, if you have a business-specific card, will provide you with a summary of your expenses at the end of the year or, or at any particular time you may need it. So that gives you an idea, and even in a given month, of where your money is going. So they'll categorize things in a different way. So you can monitor that going forward, and you can say, hey, why are we spending more money in Category X compared to what we've done for the last several months? So that allows you to keep an eye on those things. And it helps you at the end of the year. So you can get an annual view and compare it to last year, right? Uh, what did you spend on marketing and what impact did that have? You can really do a lot of analytics around that. And it's an easy way to track those types of things um, without you having to, you know, be a spreadsheet jockey and, and keep track of that all on your own, which, which again, how many of us have time to do that? So allow your credit card company to do that for you. Um, again, a, a big piece of that, if you do have a credit card, corporate card, and you're carrying a balance on it. Try put your money towards that. Uh, very is very important. So those again have high interest rates. Typically, um, think about it. If you're paying a twenty percent interest rate and you're carrying a balance of five thousand, ten thousand dollars, how much that adds up? You don't want that. You want to be able to pay that off every month. Um, and even if you have to monitor your balance and you say, "Gosh, I know I'm going to have fill in the blank five thousand dollars to be able to pay off my credit card this month." monitor that and make sure you don't go over that because you want to make sure you can pay that balance off each month. As I said, if you need additional capital, getting uh, a line of credit or a loan is, is going to be uh, much cheaper or even um, maybe potentially getting investors, right? Um, the other piece of that, uh, or two, two other pieces, I would say, to, to having a business credit card, take advantage of the rewards. So, for example, I had a particular business I worked with that is a remodeling business and they have call it roughly $400,000 a year. They spend on materials. Now that varies obviously depending on um, businesses up or down, but generally speaking, call it $400,000. You should be able to easily find a card. Um, and there's several out there and I don't want to plug any of them, but you can search and quickly find them that would at least give you 2% back cash back. So for example, um, in this particular business, this $400,000, that is $8,000 a year. And you look, make sure you read the fine print because some of them will give you 2% or sometimes even more, but there's a cap on it. So, for example, if you're going to spend $400,000, but there's a cap and they only, they're only going to give you cash back on the first fifty, 
obviously makes a big difference. So make sure there's no cap. And there there are ones out there because we, we got him set up with one that had no cap. So he literally is getting $8,000 a year free. Uh, and so what he did was he's using his vacation fund. So he and his wife every year are going to take that money and go on an $8,000 vacation, which is uh, can be a pretty good vacation. Uh, the other thing it can do, and this is a little more complex um, to explain, it's, it can graph it out a lot easier or draw it out easier, but it improves the timing. So bear with me on this one, and I'll try to explain this uh, as best I can verbally. So let's say, again, you have a manufacturing business, and you are buying inventory to make your widgets. So you buy the inventory on day one, and you, uh, you get an invoice for that. And that invoice is due in 30 days. So, and this is one of the other tips we'll cover in another show, but don't pay that right away. Pay it at the end. Um, pay it when it's due, not before. So it's due in 30 days. So you wait until day 29 and you pay for it. But you don't pay for it with a, with a check. You pay for it with your credit card, your corporate card, your business card. So now you've just bought yourself 30 days. So you've had that inventory to make widgets for 30 day, 29 days now. Now, depending on the cycle of your credit card, you have likely between 30 and 45 days more before you even have to pay, lay out the cash to pay that balance on your credit card. So now you've already had 29 days, let's call it 30 to make it simple, that you, before you paid with a credit card, that you've had your inventory. Now you've bought yourself another 30 to 45. So in the end of the, at the end of the day, you bought inventory on day one. You're not actually laying out the cash for that inventory until 60 to 75 days into it. Now, again, depending on how long it takes you to make your widgets and and sell and all that, um, very likely you have sold your widget and gotten money from your customer before you even lay out the cash for it. So you've actually swung your cash flow back the other way where you're getting paid for things before you even have to pay for them. Um, obviously, you've got payroll in there. There's a lot of other, other variables, but as far as just the inventory and the raw materials piece of that, a huge, huge advantage. So definitely, definitely, definitely look into corporate cards. Um, and the other piece, and I'm going to run out of time here, but I want to mention is definitely accept uh, credit cards. I know some places, uh, some businesses look at that and say, gosh, I don't want to pay the fee, the 2 or 3%. Um, however, when you look into that, and we'll get more into this in the next segment, but when you look into the overall cost, um, you'll see quickly that it is more than likely, the vast majority of businesses, it makes sense to actually accept credit cards. And again, I'll get into some of those details in the, in the next segment. So come back and join us then. We'll, we'll finish up and on why to accept credit cards is a good idea. Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website. Or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our Biz Marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation. Our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at 
info at mrbizsolutions.com. Don't hesitate because there are limited spots available. Follow Mr. Biz on social media at Mr. Biz Tweets on Twitter and Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth on LinkedIn. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right. Welcome back to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And today we're talking about operational changes you can make to improve your cash flow. So I want to, I've been remiss, I haven't mentioned this before, but literally everyone sees these statistics on how often small businesses fail. And when they do fail, 82% of the time, this this comes from the SBA, uh, Small Business Association, uh, 82% of the time that business, small businesses fail, it's because of a cash flow problem. It's, it's staggering, absolutely staggering. That's why we're going to devote several shows to this um, over time and talk about a lot of different ways to do that. So uh, at the end of the last segment, we were talking about why to accept credit cards, why it's a good idea, and even though you may be paying a 2 to 3% fee, um, first of all, it, it eliminates the collection process, um, uh, basically eliminates it, right? Uh, you don't have to worry about getting a, ch- a check. And think about it. This, there's a, a study, and I don't have the exact numbers on this, but people, um, this, this is to your advantage as a small business owner accepting credit cards, people pay more money, will spend more money at a consumer. Let's say you go to a Target or a department store. If you pay with cash, you spend less money. And actually, the number, I believe, and this is a few years old, but it was 18%. You'll spend 18% more if you're using a credit card because it doesn't seem as real. If you have to pull cash out of your pocket, and hand it to someone, that is real. You see that money leaving. If you have a credit card, it's not so much. So if you're accepting credit cards from people, you're going to have that effect. And I don't have any statistics on that. I don't know any studies. But, I, again, I would assume it's the same sort of, you you would uh, realize the same sort of consumer behavior with that, um, that people say, okay, well, I can just give you the credit card. I'll pay that off next month. And, as, by the way, they may be trying to do the same thing that I mentioned that you should do, and that is they may want to pay their business bills with a business credit card so they can take advantage of that and not have to lay out cash for it for a while. So, and I'll give you just a quick example on this because I want to get to a couple more things before we run out of time, but um, just to illustrate from, from a numbers perspective why it makes sense. So let's say you have a, a $1,000 invoice. Again, we use round figures. So the fees associated with that, if you accept a credit card payment for that $1,000, 2 to 3%, so 20 or $30. Now, think about what impact it has on your business when someone pays you late. So how much of an impact does that have on your cash flow? What about collections? Do you have someone in your business that, and it may be you, that part of their business, part of their, their function, or maybe even their whole function, let's say 20, 30% of their job is doing nothing but collections, calling people, trying to get payments, chasing things down. How much is their time worth? Right? And, and, and if it's you, how much is your time worth? If you're chasing down, you know, if you're a small business owner, you're wearing a lot of hats. You might be wearing the collection hat, unfortunately. And what is your time worth? Um, if it's taking you away from, you know, making additional sales, think about the impact that has. That's huge, right? And it's going to cost you 20 or 30 bucks in this example. It, it's, it, it's almost a no-brainer. Again, for almost all businesses, it's a no-brainer. You should accept credit cards. And frankly, if you need to, you can sort of bake in that, that 2 to 3%. And you should into your um, costing uh, and your pricing. And we'll get into that in another show. That's a whole other topic. But um, that's what I would say with credit cards. So let's get into these last couple. I want to make sure we get through these. We've got um, just a little under six minutes left in the show, and I don't want to run out of time. So the next one I would say, operational changes you can make to improve your cash flow, establish a written credit policy. 
Very, very important. Right up front, when you get a new customer, if you give them a copy of your written credit policy, that shows them you're serious. And that shows them you're going to monitor it. And as they say, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So think about your, even yourself, if you ever have, have ever experienced a cash flow um, uh, situation where you had a, a bit of a challenge, and I know I've, I've worked with businesses do this, to get to the end of the month and they say, look, we've got, make up the numbers, I've got $5,000 and I have $8,000 worth of bills, who am I going to pay? Can't pay everyone. Well, guess what? If you have a written credit policy and you've shown them you're serious about that, they know gosh, we better put him or her at the top of the list because otherwise I'm going to hear from them. So let's go through a couple things I would recommend to make sure you have in your written policy. And again, there, you can have a whole bunch of things, but at a minimum, I would say these things. So first of all, mention um, the legal fees. So somewhere in there, spell out that if you have to ha incur attorney fees to you know go to court or whatever to collect payment, make sure you spell who, out who's going to uh, pay for that. And of course, in any case I've ever seen, you're basically putting that on the consumer, the customer to say, gosh, if I have to chase you and I have to pay an attorney, you're going to actually have to pay this. Uh, again, shows how serious you are about this. Um, payment terms, of course, uh, right up front. Um, when's the balance going to be due? Do you offer discounts? Are there penalties? Um, things like that. Um, and along those lines, you should outline those things. Very, very, make them very clear. Late fees um, and I also suggest an early incentive to pay early. Um, make it a small one. Um, might be a 1% discount, a 2% discount for them to pay you early. And again, maybe that 1% or 2%, they'll pay with a credit card. Um, to, and that's going to help you get away out of the whole collection situation. Um, one thing I would say on late fees, a big one here, don't make it a flat fee. I've seen other businesses where they say, well, if you're late, it's 20 bucks. Well, if I have a bill with you and it's fifty dollars and you're going to charge me a twenty dollar late fee, that's a that's a that's a big one. That's forty percent. Um, I'm not going to be very happy about that. And frankly, it's not fair. Um, but on the same token, if you have a bill that's ten thousand dollars and you're only going to charge me twenty dollars for being late, I'm going to be late because it's not that big of a penalty. So make it a percentage. And something I would say is fair um, would be one and a half percent per month. And you could actually, if you wanted to be more strict about it, you could certainly be more strict. And you could say, I've had some businesses that will say, it's 1.5% from day 1 to 10 being late. Days 11 through 20 is another 1.5%. Again, it depends how strict and how um, you know how, how strict you want to be. What I would say, though, is much like parenting, don't make rules that you don't follow. So if it's that's what it is, don't let them off the hook or they're going to see you're not serious and then later they're going to not pay you and expect the same treatment. So make sure that's important. Uh, so one and a half percent would be, if you did that per month, that's an 18% annually, again, similar to what you're going to pay on a business credit card, a, a fair amount. Um, and so maybe some, some, uh, com companies or customers you have that don't pay on a regular basis. Maybe you tell them, Hey, we're going to start out one and a half percent per month. But if you show a pattern of not paying on time, we're going to, you're going to move into this one. So just like you do with a credit card, right? Be late on a credit card payment and see what happens. Of course, they're going to increase your rates um, and, and charge you a penalty, et cetera. So um, there's a couple different things there. And then the last thing I want to mention as far as operational changes you can do to make uh, to improve your cash flow, I mentioned, I alluded to this a little bit earlier, um, is only pay your bills when they're due, no sooner. The only exception to that is if there are dis discounts that are offered. 
So if someone says, hey, if you it, typically it's due in 30 days, if they're going to offer you a 1% or 2% discount for paying earlier, and again, if it's within 15 days, pay on day 14. Don't pay on day one. Don't pay on day two. Wait as long as you possibly can without being late to pay those things off. And if it's a 30 days, pay on day 29. I mean, heck, you could pay on day 30 for that matter. I usually try to do one day ahead. So it, a little bit of mini bit of goodwill there. Um, but it's important and it helps stretch out your payables. And again, if you're waiting till day 29, that example I gave you earlier with a business credit card, and then you have the credit card timing on top of that, it's a big, big advantage for you. And if your bank doesn't offer it, most banks nowadays um, offer online bill pay. So you can go out, put it in, and say, pay the, on you know the 5th of the month and say, don't pay this until the 25th. You can do that. Um, if you don't have that, you can also go out. Um, there's a service on uh, bill.com that you can automate your bill payment the same way um, that you could with an online bank if, you're, if your bank doesn't offer that. So those are some ways, I would say, operational changes you can make. Most of them are... Uh, there's a couple that are, have a little bit of pain associated with them, but most of them are things you can implement in a short period of time that would drastically improve your cash flow situation. So, again, um, if you're not listening to this on Mr. Biz Solutions, go out to MrBizSolutions.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Mr. Biz Solutions. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at MrBizTweets. On LinkedIn, it's Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth. Thanks for listening, and thanks to our sponsor, Capital Plus. And have a great week, and don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for 25 years. Learn more about them at cpifunding.com or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.